New from Kenner. Welcome back to the Vintage Collection Podcast. This is episode number 20, season finale for season two. And uh, there's some interesting things to talk about this uh, this week. So uh, to help me do that, to help me talk about 10 things that would be considered low-hanging fruit. These are items that could be brought back to the Vintage Collection that are already in Hasbro's tooling arsenal. Um, I have Jason from Yakface to count down 10 items uh, or 10 uh, different segments that we believe would be popular if brought back today. So Jason, thanks so much for being here. Welcome to the TVC podcast. Thank you once again. It's great being on last time and I look forward to our topic today. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, this is something that's been on my mind for a while. Um, because obviously the modern Star Wars line, it goes back to 1995 and they've done so many things that are amazing, that are not quite in the vintage collection, but very well could be in the vintage collection if they decided to repurpose them from uh, previous lines, whether they be um, uh, the Saga collection, uh, 30th anniversary collection, legacy collection, Black Series three and three quarter, quite a few different things uh, that exist. So I think it's going to be a really fun topic to chat about. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I think there's a lot of cool possibilities there, and there's there's a lot of s- solid sculpts that you know were kind of ahead of their time um, back when they first came out, um, and it kind of paved the way for as as the you know the different lines developed, you know they kind of all started to feel a certain way, and some of these figures that we might bring up were kind of those figures that that kind of brought us to where we are today with modern sculpting and and whatnot. So. Yeah, some some cool figures in here. Figures, vehicles, all sorts of good stuff. All sorts of good stuff, totally. So um, why don't we talk a little bit about yesterday's reveal. So yesterday was Star Wars fan celebration. And uh, through various uh, fan outlets, Hasbro um, announced multiple new figures for both the Black Series and the Vintage Collection. Of course, this being the TVC podcast, we'll focus more on the Vintage Collection yeah. figures. Um, so what do you think about a brainy Stormtrooper, uh, a modified Stormtrooper that is basically a retool of what we already have, but getting it back on a brand new card, getting it back on uh, with, the, with the holster, articulated ankles. Were you surprised uh, to see them announce this one? In a way, yes. I mean, as far as their, that, that particular sculpt, you know, we're kind of getting it in the um, upcoming Mandalorian Navarro um, kind of deluxe set. Um, but it's cool that they're kind of repurposing part of it um, to bring it into the the standard uh, vintage collection line. So that mm-hmm. was a, a nice, uh, nice surprise, I would say. Um, it's, it's kind of, su- it's surprising in the fact that, you know, they're making it an exclusive um, just because mm-hmm. it's an army builder. It's a, popular character they can sell them by the boatload you know through hasbro pulse but you know i think 
when you're talking about a big retailer like Walmart, they want uh, a figure or an exclusive that's going to draw people in for that sale. And, you know, the these other four figures that are going to go along with it, apparently. Um, it, that was kind of surprising that they would make such a an e- a, a popular army builder type character as an exclusive. But um, it was it was it's definitely a good choice. And we're getting kind of we're ticking another box off kind of on that uh, the vintage collection original 96 as far as getting that yeah. um, that Star Wars card stormtrooper out there. Totally. Yeah, I, I too thought it was a little interesting how it is, in fact, a Walmart exclusive. Um, because like you say, this is an army builder and this is like the army builder of army builders. It's just a classic right. original trilogy stormtrooper. Um, so yeah, very unique. Um, I'm not sure really what the thinking was behind that, but like you said, Walmart, um, apparently has the capacity to, uh, to buy the volume. And uh, I just hope that, uh, there's plenty available to go around. Cause I know quite a few people in the community, myself included, right. um, are going to want to, to get a, a, a as many of those as we can, as many of those as we can. Yep. Um, so they also announced uh, a Death Star gunner, or more accurately, an Imperial gunner. So this has a name change, just like the Royal Guard did. I think they changed that one to Imperial Guard um, uh, through the Star Wars canon, so to speak. But um, uh, so this one is interesting because the card is kind of, uh, it pays homage to the uh, Power of the Force vintage um, Death Star Gunner, but it's now on a Return of the Jedi card, which is kind of a, a different thing. Um, for you, does this t- tick off a, an original 96, given the way that that was done? It's it's kind of, it's one of those gray area type of things. You know, it, it ticks off the box on getting, you know, because the figure came out in the, in Rogue, in the Rogue One packaging, um, it, that that obviously didn't tick off the box because it was it had the road one branding but being from return of the jedi but not being on the power of the force card is is i know our friend chris would not include it i think um <laughs> just because of that uh, stipulation but um i think i would include it just because you know we're not getting coins per se as far as well, we've gotten the Yak Face coin, and we've gotten the C-3PO coin so far. We're still waiting on the the R2 and the Boba Fett coins from the droids yeah. lines. But um, I think I don't think we'll be seeing Power of the Force card backs quite yet. Um, so right. I think this is our closest um, opportunity to get that um that figure in that packaging. Mm-hmm. And I think it looks really well. I mean, it, it fits right in with the TVC line. And it was, when I first saw the image, I think I, I had to think twice and say, did that come like that originally in, in the, you know, in the original 83 line? And of course it didn't, but it, it, it was, it's designed in such a way that it fits right in and it, it, yes. it does look vintage. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And, you know, if nothing else, it is nice to have this figure back in circulation. Uh, first time around, Rogue One release wasn't very common. Um, right. And, um, you know, I, I know I think there's more uh, demand out there for it. And, of course, now you have the Imperial logos on its shoulders. So, you know, there's mm-hmm. that. And, yeah, I think it's a, it's a nice um, nice choice for, for uh, re-release. Um, 
And then of course we have R2D2, which this is an interesting one because according to the press release uh, said that it has the uh, periscope, right? Um, but it actually has the sensor scope. And I guess this was something done with the, uh, the Kenner figure as well at the time. Um, so it's not, it, it seems like they're paying homage, I guess, to the original sin of it not having the sensor scope. Right. But um, uh, it, it's interesting because with TVC, there's, it seems like at times, you know, like I'm thinking of like Ramba, right? Like that card, um, <laughs> like they'll de- deliberately try to recreate the mistake, but other times they'll say, hey, we're fixing this. We're, we're, right. we're, we're making that, we're, we're fixing whatever the, the original error was. Um, and I think they tried to do that with like Boba Fett by like cropping the picture. Um, so it's just, I don't really, I don't feel like they have like a, like a predefined set of rules. I feel like it's kind of a case by case basis with these figures. And it seems like that's the case with this R2 as well. Yeah. I I do like, you know, every time I see the figure, I mentally, I correct myself, but I always call it the sensor scope version because that's what I grew up with. Um, it's like, and and I kind of preemptively do it when I'm talking with other collectors and friends. It's like, yes, I know it's the Periscope. I know <laughs> it's not. I know it's not what it is. But you know, that's what was on the original card, and that's how I remember it. And that's what I'll probably, you know, continue to call it for the rest of my life. So, even though it's the Periscope, it's Sensor Scope R2. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, and it does have the, uh, it has an arm that comes out from one of the front of the panels. So it seems like this is a re-release of the, uh, the sail barge Archie that was released early on in uh, the Vintage Collections run. I don't remember, it was like number 25 or... Yeah, that sounds about right. I'm not great with the numbers, I know. Yeah, I know Chris has them all memorized. He knows what each right. one of them is. I don't. <laughs> um, but yeah, so R2, you know, main character, great to have in circulation again. Um, yeah. And then uh, I think the last two are the most uh, interesting uh, to me. So um, Bespin Guards. Uh, we haven't had Bespin Guards in the line since the Legacy Collection, which, you know, at this point, well over a decade ago. And um, they're finally in the Vintage Collection. Yeah. Um, I was I was surprised that we got two different ones. Um, that's, you know, the... The Bespin Guards are not the most in-demand figures, I would say, or, um, you know, they're they're like third, fourth tier kind of type characters. Um, it, they may be perfect as an exclusive, but they it also kind of, you know, tempts that um, wait for clearance kind of collector that they'll just buy up a bunch, you know, to army build those, you know, to fill out their um, Cloud City uh carbon freezing chamber play sets yeah. uh, i i hope they're easy to get because i'd i'd like a, f- a few of them and as we um mentioned chris before uh you know i think he has an article on uh banthaskull.com today about um how you know the card art isn't either one of the characters that we're we're getting for that vintage collection so you know it's it's again it's one of those things that you remember things from your childhood as a certain way but you don't necessarily remember you thinking back then that all oh, this this is wrong or it hey that doesn't match the picture you know but you know for right. me it, it does check off a box um i don't recall what they said they were going to do to differentiate between the two distinct 
figures as far as card art and names. So since they didn't show packaging for either one of those two. Right. Yeah. No, it's, it'll be interesting to see. Maybe one will have a uh, Helder Spinoza and the other will have, uh, is it Isdom Edian? Is, I don't know if yeah. I'm saying that right. It's um, like, do they each get their own number or do they share a number? You know, it's like, right. is it an AB thing? You know, it seems like, you know, uh, because the original line, it just had the one card mm-hmm. and you know you, you either got the the white or the black um so yeah it'll be interesting to see what they do and how they handle that totally maybe it'll say uh best been security then i'll have the parentheses with the name um, right yeah i know like with the indoor uh commando or the apple render commander they didn't have um they didn't differentiate it was just a running change i believe mm-hmm. so i wonder if they'll do that here or if it'll just it'll will in fact be like unique numbers so right yeah, we'll see. Uh, but either way, I think these were uh, these are all really uh, interesting uh, announcements, and um, yeah, hopefully they're av- they're made available in good quantities, and um, hopefully Walmart doesn't use bags. <laughs> right. And these are um, these are supposed to go up for pre order on what the twenty fourth of this month, just next week. So yeah, that is correct, the twenty fourth. So that is next uh, Thursday. Yep, for Walmart Collector Con. All right, so yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully it's a, it's a successful pre-order for many here. Anyone who wants them will be able to access them, and yeah, you just never know until the actual day of the pre-order, right? Because there's always so many variables, and uh, do they go right. up on time? Or are they late? So hopefully, it's a pretty smooth uh, process for everybody. Yeah, because with the the Clone Wars ones that you know that we're just starting to get now, and people are finally getting those. Um, you know, that was kind of a hassle going through the pre-order process with those. But I think later as like the some of the other um, Walmart exclusive waves came out, those were handled a lot better. And you were able to pre-order those for longer periods and re- repeat, you know, you, you were able to get it multiple times. So mm-hmm. hopefully, like you said, hopefully they handled this this set of five a, a bit better. Yeah, Totally. Totally. All right. So let's talk about it. Um, uh, as we mentioned earlier, you know, Hasbro has released so many things in this modern line. So, so many things. Uh, a lot of them great. And a lot of them would still be right at home. They hold up just as well as they did uh, when they were released. And those are the kind of things that um, we're referring to as low hanging fruit, things that they could, you know, assuming they have the tooling still available. Um, could bring back to the TVC today and, you know, most likely have a, a bona fide hit on their hands. So what do you say we go through this list and uh, talk a little bit about these uh, different examples of low-hanging fruits? Sounds good. All right. So the first thing on our list here, we're going to talk figures. And uh, so this is kind of like a segment of figures. We're going to talk first about droids. Um, so we have 10 items on our list. Um, droids is one of those segments. Now, um, droids are one of those things that, you know, they populate all aspects of the Star Wars universe, yet we don't see a ton of them in the vintage collection, generally speaking. Um, are there any specific ones you have in mind that you feel, uh, if they were brought back today, would, would be right at home? They would still fit in with the current um, aesthetic, the current um, branding of the vintage collection? One that I've thought of for quite a while and a lot of people have brought up too um in different you know chats and um 
you know, Facebook groups and online polls and whatnot is um, FX7. Uh, that was when it was originally released for what uh, Power of the Jedi. Uh, that was a great figure as far as um, you know. It had all of the articulation in each one of the arms, um, individual swiveling parts on the on the head and and whatnot. Uh, I think that figure was well ahead of its time, and it would it would stand in well with any of the vintage collection stuff now. So. Like you said, as long as they have the tooling, I I say slap that thing on a on a vintage, you know, TVC card and and call it a day because, you know, we did get it back then. What was that? Two was that two thousand? And then um, they did re-release it in that vintage collection Target exclusive nine pack of, you know, there were there were three three packs in all in one. Um, mm-hmm. What was that? Two thousand ten or something like that? Maybe, something like maybe that, later. Yeah. Um, but it, it looked great in that. Um, and I, again, I think just put that on a vintage card and, and we're, we're golden. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, thinking about more current media, you know, the Mandalorian, you know, it has its plenty of droids, you know, of all kinds, kinds that we've seen before, kinds that we've not seen before. And if we think about a frequent stop for Mandalorian um, in his travels, uh, Tatooine, um, Pelimoto, yeah, her hanger. She's got plenty of droids that are always on hand helping her out and are always uh, intimidated by Mando and, and various creatures that may, that may come around. Um, so, uh, R5-D4. So we first saw him in, uh, obviously in A New Hope. This figure's been in the vintage collection before. Um, and then in Mando, we've seen him in the cantina. We've seen R5-D4 again in Hanging Out with Pelimoto. Um, I think this is th- this one makes sense. You know, I, I yep. don't know how many people that are newer into the hobby have access to R5-D4 at this point. Um, but I feel like if they did change the card um, to a Mandalorian specific card, that would probably be a pretty cool release. Yep, I totally agree. I think that's a solid pick, an easy pick. Um, it gets it, it reuses the ubiquitous uh, R, you know, astromech mold. So, um, yeah and easy that very low hanging fruit i think <laughs> totally um other droids that are uh, also uh hanging out with pelimoto so she has a uh, her own crew of pit droids now pit droids you know we've gotten several of them over the years um there were quite a few in the 30th anniversary collection saga legends um before that i think after that we may have gotten something um i think if you uh maybe do two or three like in a single pack uh, that could be another Mandalorian um, release, right? There's um, there was a collapsed pit droid that came out with Jar Jar. That's right. And I don't remember. Was that was that Power of the Jedi line also? Yeah, I that's the the Jar Jar that had the tongue sticking out. It wasn't yeah, it? yeah, I Power of the so. Jedi. So you know whether a pit droid like that is thrown in as an accessory for something like uh, R5-D4, or you have two pit droids and a collapsed one as a, as a release, you know, I th- they're small enough. I think you could fit them in one of those larger bubbles that they've used from time to time. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that would be really easy and cheap to produce the, uh, the pit droid uh, as far as the, the collapsed version it's just a single cast piece there's no articulation involved so i think mm-hmm. pretty pretty easy low-hanging fruit pick 
Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. And, you know, that's not to mention all the other protocol droids and astromech droids that, you know, could potentially see a release. Things like Wedge and Tilly's as astromech droid. Uh, things like other protocol droids. Um, right. <clears throat> TC-14. Just, just anything that hasn't yeah. been in TVC that they have the tooling for. You know, lots of possibilities. Too many to yeah. list, but lots of possibilities yeah. there. All right, so the next thing on our list here is uh, Cantina Aliens. Cantina Aliens. So this is one one of those um, areas that they have really, really um, filled out as far as filling our Cantina dioramas on our shelves. They have done many of them over the years, starting back on the Power of the Force two days. And, you know, they've gradually become better and better and better and better over time. And we don't really see too many of them these days. Um, I think the last all-new one we, we got was back in the Black Series three and three quarter. Mosep. Mosep. Yeah, Mosep. He was the last on you. And we got um, Zutton last year, uh, but Zutton was was basically just a repaint. There was nothing, no new tooling sure. involved. Uh, we haven't really seen any Cantina aliens. And I know that, you know, it's time for Tonica. You know, we really want some yep, of these yep. other, other very um, prom- more prominent um uh, cantina aliens that that are in that scene but in the meantime i feel like there's quite a few that they've released before that even if they don't have rocker ankles or ball jointed hips would mm-hmm. be perfectly suited to bringing back in the vintage collection yeah um i think uh who did we mention from the from the was it the transitional line of the yeah. original trilogy collection there yeah. were some great cantina aliens there that you know for for what they are and for what you need them for they would look excellent still on on a vintage card the uh the mayo was one i think yes and i don't know you mentioned a couple other ones before we were yeah Milo unith um, and felt yep. to Pern Trevog. They're the, the two, you know, you go into EU, they were like a couple or something. <laughs> yep. Um, and- yeah, those, those are, those are great. I mean, just a little more paint on them. Gosh, I can't really see how you could make those better. They can already sit if you wanted them to sit. Uh, and the sculpts are just a standing on them. They were for the time, like very, very ahead, ahead of the game. Um, and yeah, like you mentioned, Maya, that's, that's an awesome one too. I think those would fit in just fine. A brand new card, you know, for the first time ever, uh, vintage-inspired packaging cards on them. I think that they would be quite uh, remarkable to see if they actually run them back. Right. And even going, you know, even though it was released in the on the original trilogy or VOTC, um, you know, I, to get him into this modern number, even getting Greedo back out there and and having that on a, a vintage card would be great. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, we haven't uh, we haven't had a Greedo in the Vintage Collection since uh, the the VOTC. So, uh, or was it the Vintage of Saga Collection? One of those one of those yep. um, lines. So yeah, that would be, that would be really cool to see. Uh, I think there was also Danik Jericho. He's the yep yep. Um, maybe they just fill in his face so he doesn't have those holes anymore. <laughs> but... Right. Um, I know we've been getting a lot of Jawas lately, but. Um... A couple of Jawas that we don't have are the ones that have the fans used in Jabba's palace. You know, mm, for, uh, yeah. for and with the with the with the palace coming out um, from Hasbro Pulse. You know, be nice to get a couple throne room specific Jawas to to sit around and and fan the 
fan job and fan uh, bib for tuna. Totally. Yeah, no, that's a good point, too. Uh, Legacy Collection had a share of Cantina Aliens as well. There was, like, Lisa Serlin. Um, I think she'd be oh, yeah. great to see on a vintage car. And just thinking what that packaging would look like. It looked really nice, I think. Um, we had things like... Uh, who is the the one with the, the skeleton-looking dude? Is oh. it... Uh, I used to know like these like boom I know. like I and it, over time it's like it's, I got to think about it a little bit more. Um. Yeah, there was like Calfas. Uh, he's like he's not the Trandoshan, but the the Soren. Yep. Uh, I think that one would work. Maybe they can finally bring him back with just the blacked out eyes so that he's more film accurate. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, Legacy Collection had a pretty healthy helping of of uh, aliens cantina aliens and i think that you know they, they they'd fit perfectly um today in uh in tbc even if these are like retailer exclusive type releases i yep. think which they probably would be right i think they would still um pons limbic i think there would still be a market for them was Pon- pons limbic was one wasn't pons it limbic, yeah. the, the, the brain guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so many great ones. Like it's just, you know, thinking back to those days, like, you know, I, I guess we didn't realize how good we had at the time, but yeah, they had there was so much good good stuff there. And then the big accessories, the moisture evaporators and oh, Hans yeah. uh, electric or his torture rack. <laughs> Lots yep. of fun stuff. Um so the next section we have here is uh is Jedi. And so Jedi have been, um, there have been some in the vintage collection. I think most recently we had repaints in the Clone Wars micro series, Walmart exclusive lineup. Uh, we had uh, Berezafi, Luminara Unduli. We had uh, Aayla Sakura. And I think that these ones, um, they, they were nice to get, but I'm thinking as well as, you know, what about all the other ones? You know, Kay Kruk was, uh, was a player in the Clone Wars micro series. They did him in Legacy mm-hmm. Collection at the very end. Very hard to get. Very hard to get yep. figure. Uh, as was that whole wave. Um, if they wanted to continue the micro series lineup, I think you can bring him back, repaint him a little bit, and that'd be one that could work. Yep, for sure. Yeah, there was also uh, who was the Wolfman uh, Jedi uh, from thir- thirty? Was it thirtieth anniversary collection? Vulvith Mon, was it? Yep, that's right. Yeah, so that's another one from Clone Wars Micro Series that, you know, maybe not the the, the most not, uh, like fancily articulated figure, but uh, mm-hmm. that could potentially work if they brought that back. Yep, uh, you know, kind of crossing over into Sith a little bit. The, uh, you know, it's been surprise. You know, it's surprising that we still haven't had a Count Dooku uh, for the vintage collection. Right. Uh, I think even I'd, I'd have to go back and revisit that figure. I mean, I haven't looked at it in a long time, but the Count Dooku from the Evolution set, I believe, is a pretty solid figure. And, and I think they did reuse that a couple times, like with the Target exclusive two pack version. I mean, I, I can't imagine what modern, you know, photo reel technology would do for those those type of sculpts because the sculpts were pretty solid back then it was just maybe the paint wasn't the the greatest depending Mm -hmm. on on your particular sample but um getting dooku into the line is um it's been very popular as far as polling goes and you know these march madness challenges that have been going on recently like on instagram dooku always makes those lists so 
whether whether Hasbro yeah. decides to revisit that figure totally, you know, I wouldn't put it past them. But if they're looking for an easy way, um, that I think that Evolutions figure would probably be a pretty decent way to go. Yeah, that's true. And I also like the Revenge of the Sith one, too. I think that was, it was just as articulated, I believe. I think it even had the removable hands. And um, I really like the head sculpt on that one. I feel like that's mm-hmm. a really good Christopher Lee likeness. Um, but yeah, so no, certainly if they wanted to do that. Um, and, you know, one thing we have been seeing them doing with CERN exclusive lately is bringing back older figures, but adding brand new heads. Yep. So maybe that's a possibility if they don't want to invest in tooling for an all new figure. Right. Uh, but I really like that Black Series figure. So I think if they did decide to do a new sculpt, I think that would be ideal. But you never know with Hasbro. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also surprised we haven't seen Darth Plagueis um, back. You know, even when that came out in, uh, I don't remember if it was like 2013 or 14. Um, you know, that was in the Black Series three and three quarter. And it wasn't a very common figure either. So right. I wonder if there wouldn't be... If that wouldn't be one they could pursue because I know the aftermarket on that is 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 pretty insane. Yep, and there's there's a lot of figures like in in the wave of figures in particular. Those were a lot of those were supposed to be in the vintage collection anyway, you know. And they they just never got back to it. You know, there's figures like you know Commander Neo, like one of the clones, would yeah. be great on a vintage card. Um, there's just there's a lot to choose from in in in, in that line that could yes. easily be repurposed and fill out some of these some of these waves. Yeah, that's a good point. And I do wonder if they made it as far as having like packaging renders for what they if they were in TVC. Right. So, if, you know, if they did then, you know, even better. They have them they have the packaging already and could could get them out yesterday, so. Yeah. Yeah, lots of possibility with Jedi and Sith and you know, these are obviously characters that people like and um, you know, they made a ton of them back in the day and you know there's certain ones that i think you know would be nice to see uh once again especially if you update them with better paint or you know just any kind of retooling type updates all right so what do you say we go into um the smaller assortment of small beasts and uh, vehicles sounds good all right so uh, one that you mentioned uh, before we started recording was, um, you know, Target used to do these exclusives. They had a line of like smaller TVC. And also, I think when they were doing like the Shadows of the of the Dark Side lineup uh, exclusives. And one of those was the Tauntaun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there were a couple ways they did this. There was uh, the one vintage collection release. Uh, I think that may have been Luke Skywalker's Tauntaun. And then they also had uh, the one that came with Han Solo. Right. Um, for the Shadows of the Dark Side lineup. It was a multi-pack. Yep. Yeah, those those were both pretty solid uh, sculpts and would, you know, easily be, uh, could easily be repurposed for a vintage collection, kind of small, small beast assortment type of, type of pack-in or, um, you know, even with this new kind of deluxe TVC line that they're doing now, offer, offer a, a beast slash vehicle kind of companion set to run alongside just the figure ones um, just to kind of build it out a little bit more and have, have a little bit more vintage collection on this, on the shelves. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a neat one to see again. Um, you know, uh, like some of the other things we're talking about, you know, the aftermarket on some of the stuff is really, is really high. 
Um, so, you know, Tauntaun's obviously, you know, a very critical part of the Empire Strikes Back. I think those would be, those would make sense to see again. Uh, mm-hmm. We also talked about, um, you mentioned the Wampa that came out in the, uh, I think the Force Link 2.0 line. Right. And um, is that something that would possibly uh, work in TVC? And I, I, you know, I would tend to lean towards yes. Um, obviously, it's not the most articulated um, creature they've done, but I don't necessarily know that you need the Wampa to be like, have Jedi level articulation. Right. Um, I think there was, was there also a probe droid that was in yeah. in that lineup too? And that was pretty decent too, if, if I remember. You know, I think we would all want a more articulated probe droid in the vintage collection, but I think you know that that sculpt is is solid enough that I think it would it would do pretty pretty well. I think you know half of the draw of the vintage collection is the packaging, and I think that that particular sculpt would would benefit just just in the presentation from the from the vintage collection. So sure, yeah, and, and you know this is this is a Hoth themed. Um, a section we're talking about it seems like so i know they don't really do battle packs anymore or multi-packs but i'm just imagining what it would be like if they did do something where you get your tauntaun you get the wampa you get the probe droid in one set maybe you get a figure or two in there too as well mm-hmm. um, that could be an interesting thing right or if they've been doing these smaller play sets you know have 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 a hoth play set again uh, you know, with a, a snow type base, and you know, kind of reminiscent of the the attack on Hoth, a playset from the vintage line, mm-hmm. um, and and pack in a, a figure like that, a, a different version of a of a Hoth Rebel Trooper, or um, or like you said, like the, the the Wampa or the or the Probe Droid, kind of kind of do a homage to those previous sets. Yeah, yeah, that would that would be neat. That'd be a really neat thing to to see them pursue. Um, so Job of the Hut, you know, that is something that um, we've never quite had in the vintage collection. If we if we count the sail barge one, well, you know right. that. But like a standalone Job of the Hut, we haven't seen. Um, back in two thousand ten, they had the Shadows of the Dark Side line, and they did release a Jabba with um, the dais and um, mm-hmm. the hookah pipe and all that. Um, I wonder if, you know, that, that was very reminiscent of the Kenner one, right? You know, the whole, kind of the whole package there. I wonder if they couldn't bring something like that back. You know, a lot of people right. don't have Java or they had that Java and it melted over the years. Yeah. So I wonder if there's no way that they could bring something like that back into the fold. Right. I think, like you said, the, the one that came with the, uh, with the sail barge was kind of a, a re- redo of the one that came in the um wasn't there a a black series uh set that had that in it as well yep the um, rancor and yep the rancor pit one um so yeah i think doing something similar to uh to that walmart exclusive set but have it in vintage packaging and use that better i think uh better sculpt and that would that would definitely be um uh, I think cost effective for him to do it that way as far as right. not having to up a whole new job of the hut or dais. I mean, I think the dais works fine. You, you know, we are getting that dais with the, um, the play set. If that, mm-hmm. 
happens. <laughs> Hopefully it happens. I, I want it to happen. I bought a couple. Um, but yeah, I think having a job at the hut to go with that, um, in the, in the vintage line would, would, would really be great. Yeah. Even if it didn't have the, the dais, it was just Java, you know, I think mm -hmm. you know, you'd have a market for that. So yeah, good possibilities with Java. All right. Um, let's move into small vehicles. So, um, this is an obvious one. This is one that, you know, everybody talks about, and it, it is quite a little surprising that they haven't brought it back given its prominence in the Mandalorian. And, you know, just given the fact that it's a classic, you know, very small vehicle that, you know, you wouldn't think, you know, based on the amount of plastic that it uses, that it wouldn't be a very expensive thing or it wouldn't be uh, a very hard thing to bring back, but that is the speeder bike. Yep, definitely. That's, that's another one of those that has been long requested to to bring back uh, and like you said with it being in the mandalorian you know they like they did for the for the black series they had a black series uh speeder bike and then they repurposed that for the mandalorian um it, it seems like it would be very easy for them to to do that maybe they're saving it for the um 40th anniversary of return of the jedi and we'll we'll get it then um but it's it's definitely you know topical now as far as for being in the Mandalorian. Obviously, um, uh -huh. who knows if it's going to be in season three? I mean, it's it seems like it's been in seasons one and two. Why not bring it back for season three and definitely definitely get it back out there? Yeah, would certainly be nice. Um, I know that they made many, many speeder bikes over the years, like especially like during the Clone Wars era, there was oh, yeah. pl plenty of repaints. And, you know, so this was a brand new sculpt when this one came out. I think it was in 2012, I want to say. Right. Um, and um, yeah, it was a retailer exclusive, right? Toys R Us. So, yep. um, yeah, I think this would be a great one to see. I hope that they, they find a way to get more of these out there because I'd, I'd love to get more myself. Yep. Um. Another small vehicle, this was a vintage collection release that came out previously, another Target exclusive, uh, the Landspeeder, Luke's Landspeeder. Another solid vehicle. Uh, the sculpt is really pretty decent on it. There aren't, you know, anymore, there aren't large Star Wars vehicles at retail, and this fits right into that niche of being a small one where I think retail could support that pretty easily and not and not have to worry about... Um, taking up all this huge shelf space like some of these larger vehicles do, which all seem to be, you know, fan channel or online only anymore. Um, you know, sure, there's the, the X-Wing that pops up every now and then. But, um, yeah, having a small vehicle like a land speeder or a speeder bike, something like that is is definitely needed at retail um, just, just to help support the three and three-quarter inch part of the line. You know, like you, you have all these figures and Star Wars action figure collecting back in the 70s, they were built around vehicles. So having something small, something small like that, I think is really, um, really important to have out there, you know, to support the, the figures themselves. Totally. Yeah. And, you know, it's like you say, it's the world building, right? That's the whole point of TVC of the three, three quarter inch scale. And if you have, smaller vehicles and not just you know the big hundred dollar ones not just things like the imperial troop transport at the 70 dollar price point then you create a great opportunity for maybe people who aren't buying those more expensive things to be able to have a little bit of a world building scenario in their collections 
So yeah, that'd be a great one. I think they could repaint it, add a little more deco on it, but I don't really think you need to change that one a whole lot. Right. Yeah. With what they do now for for the vehicles, is from a deco standpoint, you can make a relatively inexpensive looking toy from a sculpt standpoint, make it look so much better just by a detailed paint job. So, mm-hmm. you know, if the tooling still exists, a fresh coat of paint to make it look, you know, you know, more weathered and, and lived in as the Star Wars universe typically is, it, it seems like that would be a really, a really great way for them to, to get that back out there. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So vehicles that are not quite small vehicles, I guess we would consider these more mid-sized vehicles. Uh, the cloud car. We first got the cloud car back during the uh, Shadows of the Dark Side era. Uh, it was one of those that had been long requested and for a long time I remember Hasser would say yeah it's probably not going to be what we're going to do because you know it's it's not really um, you know like a, something that you see in in current media it's not something that um, but eventually they did it right and it was a lot of excitement when they actually did it um, but it's never been in the vintage collection how do you think this would what this would do if it were brought back today um I think it would probably do as well as the the first go around did. Um, it's it's I don't I think iconic might be a strong word, but it's definitely recognizable as a Star Wars vehicle, and I think there's a certain nostalgia around you know anything The Empire Strikes Back or anything you know Bespin related. I think does pretty well. So um, again, yeah. it's one of those things where it's a solid sculpt and a paint job would would just improve it all that much more mm-hmm. um so yeah a, a definite possibility is something they could easily do uh, you know give it an a, a exclusive figure of some sort or um, um yeah make it a i don't know if convention exclusive might be pushing it a little much but uh um, yeah i think I think a, a, a cloud car could do pretty well still. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And, you know, the the cloud car, um, it would kind of fit, right? Because, you know, they've been focusing a little bit more um, on on a Bespin. They they came out with that place that, um, gosh, was that 20, it was 2020, right? When they came out with that place that. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yep, yep. and it, um, was noticeably absent were, were figures for it, right? Anything that could really interact with it. And then, you know, yep. they made up for it the next year, uh, last 2021, um, with Lando, with um, Lobot, which came out recently. And, you know, now we have these Bespin security guards that are coming. Um, so I think if they wanted to continue that that mini beat, so to speak, that, you know, Cloud Car could, could uh, kind of be in that alley as well. Right. Um, sticking with the Empire Strikes Back. So this is another one that, you know, harkens back to the shadows of the dark side line. Uh, the Snowspeeder. Another solid vehicle. Um, you know, we've gotten a lot of Snowspeeders in the various lines over the years. There's probably, I'm trying to think, five maybe. You know, with the different color. You know, there's been the different Target exclusive ones. Um you know, some have just been, you know, packaging changes, but yeah, the 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 snowspeeder is definitely an iconic vehicle that um, could easily be brought back 
and again with what they do now with with deco um can make it look absolutely realistic as far as from a from a accuracy standpoint and you know even like with the black series when they did theirs um that thing looks phenomenal um and i think having a smaller version of that would would do absolutely awesome at retail yeah that'd be really uh that'd be really neat to see you know of course you know you'd have the kenner packaging to rely on and you know give it a, a modernized version of that aesthetic so yeah i think that'd be fun you know there's certainly a market for these some of these vehicles that we haven't seen you know in, in a decade plus and uh yeah you know these kind of fit with what they say you know they say uh this is hasbro's words not mine that uh, vintage collection uh collectors uh tend to prefer the original trilogy and the mandalorian mm -hmm. um and yeah these are original trilogy vehicles so they would you know going by that logic and uh you know i think they would do pretty well yeah it might be a way to get a another version of you know a, a, a pilot out there uh, for one of the different snow speeders you know the i think the the luke skywalker was a pretty rare one with even well i guess that was the dagobah landing version so that doesn't really fit but there's there are different versions you know even getting um you know you could get i'm trying to think who have we had in the vintage collection for pilots for the empire strikes back did we have we didn't have um wedge wedge was in his x-wing pilot outfit wasn't he yeah the vintage collection one was yes yeah so maybe we get a wedge snow meter pilot yeah that's a good idea all right and the last thing we have on our list you know we're going to go a little bit bigger this time uh this is something that is oft requested and um i believe totally doable it would be a little more expensive if it was brought back but i think the market is there uh things like the current micro series uh clone wars uh figures that are available through walmart uh, could tie into this as well as the anniversary of attack of the clones this year 20th anniversary and that's the republic gunship absolutely um you know a lot of the younger tvc collectors you know they grew up with the clone wars like that was their star wars and uh, you know <clears throat> it's been my experience that a lot of those younger collectors are just in love with that vehicle and because it's you know so heavily clone related and um, all the action it saw in this in the series, not not just um, Attack of the Clones, so I think bringing a gunship back out would be an excellent idea. Uh, they could really uh, detail that thing well. Um, you know they can include the the uh, the ball turrets again like they did, and. Um, you know, give us some give us some unique pilots or uh, know, a, a unique deco that we haven't gotten before. Right. And you mentioned something interesting. Um, you said that this isn't just something from Attack of the Clones. It features in the Clone Wars. It features in Revenge of the Sith. Um, so if there was maybe some idea that, you know, they didn't want to bring it back because it's from Attack of the Clones and they did that, well, you could make it a Clone Wars vehicle. You could put the logo for Revenge of the Sith on there and make it a Revenge of the Sith focused vehicle. Um, and, you know, if you did that, you know, you still get the same sort of paint, right? You'd still get the, uh, 
you know, the maroon and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, beige coloring on it. Um, but then if you went Clone Wars, you know, Clone Wars realistic, you know, you could bring back the, the double closing doors on it, which, you know, or, right. on, uh, or the, the whole closing door, which is only available on the uh, the Crumb Bomber, I believe. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there's options with the, the Republic gunship. You know, if, if they didn't want to straight bring back the Attack of the Clones version, there's luckily, you know, we, there's several uh, interpretations of it that have been um, shown in various Star Wars media. So... I think this is a solid one. And like you said, bring back the ball turrets. Uh, maybe you have some uh, kind of carded figure in there. Yes, it would be pr- on the pricier end, but um, they've demonstrated with the sail barge, the Razor Crest, the Millennium Falcon, you know, from Smuggler's Run that yep. these higher ticket items sell and they sell out. So I think totally doable. Yep. And uh, having a carded figure is always a, a huge draw for for vehicles like that you know with you know the x-wing um with you know from rogue one and um so yeah it's definitely one of those things i think it's high up on a lot of collectors lists because they're so expensive now i mean a lot of on on the aftermarket any of the clone wars versions or any of the um the gunship versions are are really rather expensive you know yeah Oh yeah, no, they they certainly are, and um, yeah, it, it it would be great. I I'd, I'd love to see this come back. You know, it it does get requested a lot. They are very expensive these days, and uh, maybe the uh, the the pilot, the clone pilot, could be the pack in for for that one. Mm-hmm. I feel yep. like that'd be a good opportunity for that. Um, yeah, and you also mentioned about the, regarding the gunship that you know a lot of you know people that grew up. Uh, after the original trilogy, you know, love this vehicle, and I love this vehicle. Like I, I, I start collecting with the modern line, and um, this was probably one of the first like larger size vehicles that I got, and um, it's great. It's got plenty of features. Um, it's, it's. I always love the opening doors on it. I always thought that was just one of those cool things. You press the button, and they have that like spring or whatever it is that it just yep. it almost looks, but it almost has like a motorized effect. It's just so like yep. smooth, the way that it works, and you know the cockpits, of course, and uh, yeah, just lots of features on that one. And yeah, I hope they bring that back because you know I would, you know, I have several of the gunships they've released, but you know if they brought it out again, you know, let's I you know give it to me, I take it once again. Yep. All right. So yeah, these are ten uh, items or ten segments that Hasbro could release. These are low-hanging fruit um, things that would be immensely popular if brought back today. So um, I hope that they take advantage of that. That's one of the the great things about this line is that it is so expansive. It's been around for so long, and we often hear things about the budget, right? You know, you know, they say things about the budget, you know, this figure would take the place of another figure. We told a new figure. Well, the great thing is they have so many things in their arsenal that, that they could bring back vehicles, figures, smaller uh, beast type assortments. And uh, I just hope they capitalize on that because the vintage collection, you know, it's it's growing and it's it's become uh, a lot more than it was, you know, a few short years ago. But yep. the potential is still there for to to really continue to expand. And uh, I think they have a lot of stuff that they're sitting on that uh, would be very successful if they chose to integrate them back into the line today. Right. And and there's also, you know, there's always the exclusive route. There's always the fan channel route that that can kind of um, 
you know, uh, take the place of people's worry, you know, if it's going to replace something that's already, you know, in a mainline item, you know, have a, have a, have a fan channel, you know, have more than one fan channel exclusive at a time or something, you know, that, that can really, you know, expand the, expand the line and add some of these, you know, not necessarily, um, um, uh, brand new items, but long requested items back out. Yeah, totally. Uh, it would be really exciting to see. Let's hope it happens. And uh, we're all here for it. So uh, if you're listening to this episode, uh, certainly let us know what you think is uh, is low-hanging fruit that you would like Casper to bring back. Uh, I think we've touched on a lot of the major ones, but I'm sure there's other things too that would be very successful if brought back to the, to the vintage collection today. So uh, Jason, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks for coming on here and talking low hanging fruit with me today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me back. It was fun. Of course. And uh, I'm sure everybody knows, but uh, in the event that they don't, for some reason, they're living under a rock on Mars. Um, where can our listeners go to look you up on the interwebs? Uh, they could find me at yakface.com and my different social channels that are tied to the site. Awesome. And, uh, you know, thanks again for coming on. Thanks for everything you do for the collecting community. No problem. Uh, All the years you put into it, you know, very, very highly appreciated. Thanks a lot. All right, Jason. Thanks again. And we'll talk soon. Sounds good. Thank you for listening to the Vintage Collection Podcast. For the latest developments, be sure to visit banthaskull.com and follow our contributors via the links in our show notes. You can follow Victoria's Cantina on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. For more Star Wars toy collecting content, subscribe to the Victoria's Cantina YouTube channel and listen to the Cantina Chatter podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. If you can spare a moment or two, please consider leaving a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts to help spread the word about the show. No matter where you're listening out in the galaxy, I'd like to thank you once again for tuning in to the Vintage Collection Podcast. Collect them all, and may the force be with you.